Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, really, thank you across all our domains, KYH Radio, our home station, uh, Global Star Radio Network, Red State Talk Radio. Really appreciate uh, all of it. And we're covered on multiple podcasts. So because we're so digital, folks, you need to re- you need to record these, take the recordings off, and share them. And with our guests that we have in this segment, you're going to want to do just that. We have Tom Rents with us, and he's the attorney for the frontline doctors, and he's becoming quite active even outside his work for the frontline doctors, although I'm sure they're in full support of what he's doing, as I am. And uh, we, well, let me just say this. I'm going to take care of business here real quick, and then we'll go right to Tom. I'm really concerned about food supply and the water supply. Two reasons. One, supply chain. Uh, fertilizer, that's adding to it because farmers are having difficulty getting fertilizer and it's extremely expensive. So what is that going to mean to you with food inflation and food availability? So you better start storing food if you haven't already done so. And we have a deal with MPS, 25-year shelf life, lots of good sales, restaurant quality food. I could eat this stuff forever. It tastes like you're sitting in a restaurant. It's good. And it's high in calories, too, because you're eating to survive. And there's lots of, uh, well, there's lots of availability here 16 different variable sets of meals for both breakfast and lunch 20 for dinner so go to preparewithdave.com right now take care of this need while you still can and the same thing applies to water and if you have a 50 gallon drum or a series of them and you have water uh, treatment caplets they work if you know how to do all that and you know how to balance the ph then god bless you if you don't you need water filtration, and two is uh, one, and one is none. So we have three in our family, and we use the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. It's really good at what it does. In fact, if you go to waterwithdave.com, it lays out the research comparatively to the competition, and there isn't much competition. In fact, there's really no competition, and they will sell out. They frequently sell out. They don't keep a large supply on, on hand. So I'm recommending now you take advantage of the sale and the availability and get your food, food, you know, preparewithdave.com, and you get your water, waterwithdave.com, and that takes care of two big needs, and you can see we're trying to advertise for you and what we think you're going to need. Well, Tom Rents really needs no introduction at this time. The, we know the feds are listening, and we know they're on his trail. <laughs> I think they're on yours truly trail as well, too. And Tom is fighting the fight against... Uh, uh, political science. In other words, not science of medicine, science of fraud for political reasons. And we have been totally corrupted in almost every federal institution. And here to talk to us about it is Tom. Tom, thanks for joining us. Always so great having you on the air with us. Always excited to talk with you, Dave. How you been? Well, I've been busy, my friend. Uh, the bad guys don't take any time off, so I don't feel I can either. And, and, uh, uh, I, I want to set the stage here with an observation I was telling you about in our pre-air discussion, and I think the audience needs to know this. A, a lot of questions I get, I'm glad I'm in America, we have more of constitutional protections and so forth, and I even heard that view expressed on Fox. Sorry, folks, you don't. You do not. The martial law, in effect, in Canada is worse here. It's much worse here, and I'm going to be going through a detailed analysis of it in another forum. But, uh, Tom, I know you know about this. What they can do to us, what they can do to you for the work you're doing against 
their quote established science is profound isn't it well what they think they can do i mean you know the the problem is is that these guys are so corrupt and so rotten i mean the constitution's clear but we pass laws that that ignore the constitution and i'm going to tell you right now when the patriot act was originally passed i thought yeah i kind of understand that because this was after you know september 11th and we all remember that nightmare um but man that law was one of the most egregious power grabs in american history and has been used to justify some of the most ridiculous things ever. And, you know, right now, they want to try and categorize anybody that doesn't buy into the government line as a potential domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, Dave, you know, you as you and I talked about, it's better to live on your feet than die on your knees. And, uh, you know, and we can ask the January 6th protesters, some of whom are being charged with trespassing and still in jail, um, you know, you can ask them where things sit, but what I'm going to tell you is, you know, they say that we anyone who might sow distrust in public institutions, that's communist China. And let me tell you what, Dave, I'm going to go on record again and again and again to anyone who will listen and just tell you right out. I am going to spend 24-7, 365, every waking minute, doing everything I can to sow as much distrust in these crooked public institutions as can be. When DHS, when DHHS, when the DOD quit doing things that are corrupt, I'll quit sowing distrust. But I'm pretty sure our nation was founded on the principles of distrusting government. Our founding fathers made it clear that trusting government was not a great idea because look where it takes you. It, they build amendments about this. They build a constitution about this. And I'll tell you what, uh, if they got to take me down, I'll take a stand. I'll go down swinging on this one. Well, I think there's, I think there's a lot of people that are standing there right with you on this, too. I, I'm of the same mindset. I read an article today by a Dr. Coops. And he's retired Cal Riverside professor, chemist, has done oversight in labs and so forth, really eminently qualified. And his topic was how the World Economic Forum has invaded the United States and is controlling, and he named politicians with links to his assertions. And not just politicians, but also institutions like what you're talking about, the CDC, the FDA, and so forth. And it's one of the best articles I've ever written. I'll forward that to you. In fact, I'll forward you the link on text when we're done here. But the the thing that you're seeing is people are waking up, Tom. Uh, there was a Canadian representative in the parliament that got up and said, I want to talk about how Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum is bragging that he has half of the Canadian cabinet in his hip pocket, and they cut him off. But that doesn't matter they cut him off. The fact is it's out there. So, Tom, yep. people are waking up. Yep, they sure are, and God bless, uh, you know, the media, the real media, the people like you for helping get the message out. I mean, you know, listen, the, even if you've got people who are willing to stand and be messengers, they still have to have some help to get the message out. So, I mean, God bless the real media, not the not the mainstream liars and garbage people, the real media who's getting the word word out, because, you know, but for that, we'd be doomed. Yeah, listen, I'm going to talk to you about Fox News just for a second, because they should have had you on multiple times by now, um, because with all the work they're doing against vaccines and mask mandates and so forth, they should have had you on. Uh, and, and I do think that Hannity and Tucker Carlson are being sincere, but there's also a couple of things they never talk about. They don't talk about the World Economic Forum very much and the subject of voter fraud that allows this monstrosity apparatus to stay in place. They never talk about that either. So has Fox News ever contacted you? Um, no, and I'm going to tell you that what I'm, I mean, I, I guess I don't have any evidence of this, but I've been told that I'm blackballed. Um, you know, I mean, listen, when you have some of the doctors on that they have on, it seems like one talking head versus another. If uh, Now, I will tell you, Handy had me on his radio show about Scott Quiner, and I was very excited about that. Um, and, you know, I, I do think these guys are sincere. 
but I also think that they're in a tough situation. Now, I will tell you, though, that some of them make a lot of money off of these jabs, a lot. And so we've got to, you know, I mean, because remember, farmers advertising with them. So, I mean, you know, that's something that you got to bear in mind. That's now, true. that's not everybody, but you got to look at who's getting paid what for pharma advertising. I will tell you, ultimately, the the kind of the running thing has been make sure Renz doesn't talk. Because I kind of, what I do is I'm not trying to be smarter than anybody. I'm just some schlub. So I just try and make sure that it comes out in a way that's honest and that people can relate to. And, you know, if I start talking to you, about the impact of, of uh, gene therapies on your your capacity to fight cancer, you know, a lot of people go cross-eyed. If I say, hey, I got a bunch of numbers from the DOD, shows that there's a 300% increase in cancer if you get the jab, so get the jab, get cancer, it's real easy. I mean, everybody gets that, right? So there's a, there's a, uh, a real hard push to make sure that people who are plain spoken and honest don't have an opportunity to have too big of a platform because you know that's a very dangerous thing for them you know if people the other thing is is remember if people see some schlub like me getting a platform well god if i can do it anybody should right and we don't want a nobody to be a somebody because yep, if that true. happens, that's a dangerous thing for the bad guys. Because that almost makes it look like we, the people, have can make a difference. And that is the one thing they cannot afford. Because it's the one thing they fear. They fear. They don't fear me. They fear us. They fear us. They fear the millions and millions of peasants and plebes. If we all go get our pitchforks, they're in trouble. Yeah, what I said about Ottawa was I said there weren't enough of them. In fact, I was talking to my former DHS friend last night. Uh, we were doing a broadcast. I said, you know, we should be able to put 50 million people in D.C. in the greater area. We wouldn't all fit in D.C., but I, I said, what would they do then? I mean, just the sheer numbers. The one thing the truckers are doing now in Canada, and it's starting two days, in two days, um, one day. One day it's starting. They're doing a walkout. They're refusing to work. I think well, we ought to think about doing that, that across all professions. Nobody goes to work. Well, I think that that's really a, a wonderful thing. I mean, I listen, the, the truckers are heroes. And, you know, it may be a, a terrible thing for Klaus Schwab to hear and Bill Gates and all these other scumbags. But guess what? You know, the people who actually make this country work are the people that they look down on, the people that they think are nothing. You know, I can't tell you. So, I mean, I've been doing a bunch of media lately, and, you know, I've been pushing out these messages and doing these things, and I can't tell you how much it bothers me when people are like, yeah, you can do this, but, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm not this, I'm not that. Yeah, it, it drives me up a wall because that is precisely the wrong way to look at this. I literally live in a regular house in a small town in Ohio. I am not a big shot, and you've got to understand that that's the most important thing people can see. We make this country work. We, the people that aren't big shots, make this country work. And without us, it shuts down. If my tr- If our truckers... If they walk out, guess what? The country shuts down. If our people in the tra- that are running the train shut down, guess what? Our country shuts down. We, the people, have the power. We just have to take it. And we don't have to take this. We don't have to deal with this corruption. We can end it real quick. We just got to have the courage to stand together and to do it and to quit letting them divide us on stupid things we don't care about. Listen, that, what was the first thing Trudeau did? Oh, those guys are racist. Why? Yeah, yeah, I played the because race card they need immediately. To divide us. Yeah. Yeah, blackface bigot Trudeau. Blackface bigot Trudeau, who can't do enough to be a racist, is has the audacity to tell these guys that they're racist. Listen, this is a it's a tactic. They have to try and keep us divided. They have to try and separate us. And I don't care what color you are, you'd be green for all I care. We all bleed red. Okay, so that's the only color I care about is that we all bleed red. 
you know, as long as that's the case, we're, you know, we got to stand together. And, uh, you know, these bigots that just do everything they can to sow discord and distrust, it's a tactic that they're using because they can't have us supporting each other. Listen, we all, everybody can come together under the fact that I should be able to control my own body, right? I mean, if, what, I can't, I can't decide what medical treatments I want and don't want? Who believes that? That's a real easy one. But they've got to sow discord. Uh, the people yeah, controlled you're... by Moderna, to answer your question, or Pfizer. By the way, I've come across information and pretty strong evidence that Trudeau has a strong relationship with Pfizer. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've seen some evidence. Um, i got some people digging on some things, and, you know, I mean, I'm so busy. I mean, I, I, it's crazy, but I, I'm trying to, you know, make sure that where I can, I can you know, get people and information to help those guys up there because we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time they're heroes you know i just don't know what else to say about it they are but before we get into the agency problems i want to talk about um tell us where the court cases are or court cases with regard to the frontline doctors well so frontline drop doctors is uh his they're they're doing their thing. I'm not doing as much directly with them. What I can tell you about my court cases, uh, I mean, I'm still good with them. They're good people. It's just you know, it's just things continue moving. But the biggest case we got right now is a, on on the vaccines directly is in Alabama, and they were part of that. And now, uh, you know, last I spoke with them, they're looking at it not being in their decision. Um, they uh that case is really critical we're asking the question is there an emergency are the vaccines legally authorized which they're not and uh what about the fundamental right to bodily integrity and those those are really critical questions so we're asking those questions that case we're getting ready we've got a hearing march i want to say 11th i might have the date wrong but here uh early mid-march 
Um, that hearing will be the next big step, and then we'll see what the judge has to say after that. Um, we're asking to move forward uh, with a preliminary injunction and then also to, to discovery in the trial. Um, almost certainly, whatever happens there, you know, there may well be an appeal on this or on that, but, you know, it's moving. Um, we've got a couple other cases where we're asking about, you know, fraudulent numbers and fake numbers from the, from the DHHS on the COVID stuff um, going to the Sixth Circuit. Uh, we have another one going on asking, you know, hey, if you shut my business down does that, and tell me I can't work and I can't use it and make it totally useless, does that qualify as a taking? Exactly. I would say it does. Yeah, that's, uh, that's been my contention. Circuit. Um, yeah. We've got a whole bunch of cases that are all over there, but these cases are all over the place. Some of them are in appeal, some of them early on. They're just working their way through, and, and that's that. What I will tell you, though, is that I think that they're all in, in a good position. I'll also tell you, and I have to make sure that this is separate from what I just said, okay? So not my cases, because I can't talk about this in my cases, and I don't want people to take this as though I'm discussing or trying to influence or have anything to do with my cases. Broader, on a broader context, uh, with regard to the federal courts, so I don't know if you saw this because this was just this weekend we brought it up, but we actually showed this weekend we went on on stage at the reawakening tour and then I also talked about it on Bannon with War on War Room um, that we have very strong evidence of what I I don't know how else to term but uh, question I'm questioning whether or not the impartiality exists uh, with regards to COVID in a number of the federal courts. And the reason I'm asking that question is that we made public a bunch of whistleblower data this weekend. This is whistleblower data from within the federal court system, people who work for the federal courts. They got employees just like everything else. And we only made a small portion of what we have available because we don't want to denigrate the courts in any way, shape, or form. But we also have a legal and ethical duty to mm -hmm. say when we see an issue that there's an issue. So we shared a bunch of this whistleblower data. And one of the, the one court that we did list in doing this was the Southern District of Texas. Uh, we, we listed them. And then we also talked generally about a about what's happened. And what we, what we talked about was the fact that the federal courts have for two years been targeted directly by a CDC misinformation campaign. The CDC has been lying and manipulating these judges, and we made evidence available on it. We, we put it out there. Um, they, they're telling these guys, you know, listen, you're all going to die from COVID. If you don't get the jab, you're going to die. If you don't keep everybody masked, you're going to die. You got to do this, you got to do that, or you're going to die. And it's been a nonstop drumbeat. Well, my question and the question that I asked was, okay, if you spend two years scaring the hell out of the judge about everything COVID, and then I'm going to the court and saying, Your Honor, uh, COVID's, a COVID's not, not an issue, and it, uh, you know, here's why, and here's this, and here's that. Well, I should be able to challenge that evidence without that judge being biased. But how can you ask a judge who, you know, judges are human. How can you expect them to be unbiased after two years of manipulation? And so then we go on to ask, does it seem like there might be bias in the Southern District of Houston or the Southern District of Texas when you have quotes like, and I quote, we have recently received communication from some of the courts in the Houston-Galveston division that judges in those courts prefer not to have employees who have not yet been vaccinated for COVID-19 to be present in their courts or chambers. That's from a probation officer. That's an email from a probation officer in that court. We also have uh, the following quote from the chief judge of that court. I hope all that can, all, I hope that all who can be completely vaccinated, including boosterized, have done so or have it on the holiday to-do list for every family member and friend. My new motto is friends don't let friends who can be unvaccinated stay unvaccinated. Does that seem like there might be a bias there? Oh, I mean, how are yeah. you going to 
you know, and then I thought this one, uh, this is from the uh, Houston Methodist case, right? So a judge is not empowered to create law. A judge's role is to simply interpret the law as it is. We don't get to make law. Lawyers don't get to make law. We can argue how it should be interpreted, but we don't get to make law. And we do have to interpret the law as it says. So the judge says the FDA's approval or disapproval, speaking of the vaccines, is an approximation. I don't think any one of them would say they, we get it right every time. The lawyer in that case said, you're correct, but you're more likely to get it right after it's ma- made it through that EUA process and received approval. The judge says, quote, no, 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 look, that's just another rubber stamp on the folder. Well, okay, so Congress passed this law just looking for another rubber stamp? Is that the respect that this judge has for the law? I mean, I think to me, Canon 2A of the Federal Rules of Judicial Conduct say respect for the law. A judge should respect and comply with the law and should act at all times in a manner that promotes public confidence and the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary. To me... I think that I think there's a legitimate question to be asked about whether or not the judge was doing that when he made that ruling. Now, I wasn't on that case, and I'm not involved with that case. But, you know, I have an ethical duty to ask these questions, and they're hard questions. And, you know, as a lawyer, you know, obviously you're, you're taking a – it's – yeah, nobody loves as a lawyer having to ask that sort of question. But I mean, listen, the ethics are first, and I don't do that as ethical. Um, I think there's a it maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it sure as heck ought to be looked at. So we'll find out what happens here. But I, uh, I mean, to me, that was a very important point this weekend, and I hope that people are going to start. I hope people pull the rep, uh, the presentation down from Rens Dash Law and share it everywhere. Yeah, let's give that out again, rens-law.com. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll make sure we get that out. This is so critical, Tom. It really is because now we're talking about deliberately compromising judges with incessant propaganda over a period of time. Who was doing the majority of the dissemination, FDA, CDC, both equally? What do you think? Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the documents that we've got, and I can only speak to the documents that we have, a lot of them are from the administrative offices of, of the federal courts, which covers every federal court in the country. And you had them coordinating directly with the CDC, so Fauci's crew of liars, and, uh, you know, just a, a constant drumbeat of, uh, you know, document after document coming out. This is what the CDC is telling us today. Now they're telling us this. Now they're telling us this. And, you know, we have, you know, where they they set up uh, things where the judges could be ex- educated about the truth of COVID. Well, the thing that I think that the judiciary needs to ask itself is what if these, what if these people, what if I'm right, which I am, what if these people are corrupt? What if they're lying? You know, I've got the evidence. But if you won't listen to it, what, 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 where are we at? One of the most important aspects of the federal court system is that the people feel and know that they can get justice. Because a, a population, a citizenry that cannot get justice through the courts is left without recourse, and that's disastrous for a nation. You know, I mean, if the, the people of this country don't feel that they can get honest recourse through the courts, I... I I shudder to think what that would mean. And uh, I don't think that the courts are trying to be corrupt. I'm not making that charge at all. I'm just simply saying that these people are real, normal, live people. They're afraid of this disease, much like, you know, well over 50% of our country. And, you know, if they've been fed these lies time after time after time, if they don't have the capacity to look at this through the lens of independent, uh, independent lens, uh, look at this evidence. You know, they need to recuse themselves and get away from these cases. Yeah, but it's so omnipresent. I, I, you'd have a complete overturn of the judiciary. You know, l- let me suggest something else to you that I experienced, Tom. When my wife and I moved into what we had planned to be one day our retirement home, we uh, had all our property rights taken away. 
and uh, without explanation. And then they said, well, you're too close to an Air Force base in their flights, and we were 30 miles away, and they had to fly over a quarter of a million people to reach our rural homes. And we had permission from the base when the house was built, because they have to approve all, all uh, developments on the west side of Phoenix to parts north. So we, I looked at this, and I did research, and I found out, well, this is a bunch of bull. There are four areas they're using this as an excuse to subjugate their properties, and I found they were putting the Canamex Highway through John McCain, Ted Kennedy, Central American Free Trade Agreement, and they wanted us off our land because we have substantial underground water aquifers, number one in the state, and they wanted free land, and they weren't going to pay us, and it was a takings. We fought an eight-year battle. Let me tell you what we found, and I think this applies to your case. We would go and I would contact people in a law firm that I knew, and I said, here's my case. They go, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to run this by our senior partners, but if you can come up with $100,000, we're going to get you damages too. And so we were told that three times by prominent law firms, only to have them come back and say, and I quote, John McCain could be president one day, and if he is, our partners will never get to be a judge. And I think you're facing some of that upward mobility fear for judges to buck the administration. Do you think that's true? I'm sure there is. I mean, listen, they told me early on uh, that, you know, I was damaging my my political prospects in the future. They tried to get me to shut up by doing that. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't like politics. Um, You know, I mean, they tried. They've tried everything they can on me. But that, you know, that doesn't. So, you know, this is, you know, what's important about that, Dave, honestly, is that that works on a lot of guys. But the real people, the real people who care about our country and care about our future, the people who are in it, I find it offensive. You say that to me, I find that offensive. I find it very offensive, and it makes me fight three times harder because I'm not for sale. And... You know, shame on those that are. If you're worried about your future as a judge and you're willing to, you know, not do something because you're worried about what that might do for you, then I don't want you as a judge. You know, I can pretty much tell you that if I was appointed governor tomorrow, which I find pretty unlikely since I wouldn't do it anyways, anyone that did any of this stuff wouldn't even be in the consideration for anything. But that's why we need people of principle running. Um, and we need people of principle elected, and we need people of principle to fire these scumbags. No, oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Let's take agencies and 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 go down the line here. Um, you said you wanted to expose these agencies as being the uh, agents of corruption that they are. So let's start with the CDC. Okay, what would you point to on sound legal basis that the CDC is compromised? Well, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, is that if their mouth is open, they're lying. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I you know, what can I say about that? And the CDC is part of the Department of Health and Human Services, and the FDA is a sister organization within the Department of Health and Human Services. And what you've got to understand is this culture of corruption throughout the Department of Health and Human Services is so entrenched that it's mind-blowing. I mean, The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I mean, we saw with the Project Veritas leak uh, here just, I think, just in the last few days. You know, the guy was talking about how much money they get from pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, if I if I started selling widgets tomorrow... And within, you know, a year, there were reports of, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths and millions of injuries. I would be so far out of business that I would never even come close to being able to open a a lemonade stand again. Pharmaceutical industry has bought protection 
much like you'd see in a third world dictatorship. I mean, this is ridiculous. They've openly bought it. They use what's called the Prescription Drug User Fee Act to buy uh, buy off legally the this, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services figures, and along with the fact that they just got a revolving door between you know, for employment between the you know DHHS and uh, the pharma. And so then on top of that, we give pharma in immunity on lawsuits related to vaccines. I mean. This is the most corrupt thing I've ever seen. The level of corruption is mind-blowing, and we've documented. I mean, listen, I can show you. I think the one of the best ones is you know I got the Project Salus paperwork, and I can show you that at the you know around the dates where the Project Salus document came out, Fauci's out there telling everybody, and the rest of DHHS and FDA are out there telling everybody the vaccines are safe and effective. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to the hospital. And 99% of the people in the hospital are, are not vaccinated and so on and so forth. Well, then the Project Salus document, you know, I get a hold of that, and it shows that 71% of the people in the hospital are fully vaxxed, or uh, 60% of the people in the hospital are fully vaxxed, and 71% of new cases are in fully vaxxed. Exactly the opposite of what they're talking about. If their mouth is open, they're lying. Why would they be doing that? Well, let's look at the money. I mean, we just saw the Veritas leak. There's the money. You know, I mean, it, it's it's repulsive. It is repulsive. And you see that everywhere you look. And I, you know, I'm just starting to dig through different things. But I can't find anywhere that's that corrupt. Well, yeah, I, I followed the big pharma corruption for quite some time. Um, I remember Billy Tozen when he sold out senior citizens with Medicare Part B, and he cost him a lot of money on the prescription rates, and then he was signed by a pharmaceutical company for $2 million, and he left Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's standard. I mean, you know, they buy off the congressmen. They buy off the, the bureaucrats. I mean, these guys, yeah. You know, I remember, you know, here's another thing I've discovered, too, that there is a carousel between these regulatory agencies and the private medical institutions like uh, Pfizer and Moderna and yeah. so forth. If you work for the FDA and you retire, you go to work for one of those pharmaceuticals, so you want to pad your future. And they do the, the reverse. It's a carousel. You retire yep. from, the, uh, from Pfizer, you end up on boards for the FDA or the CDC. Yeah, these people are so unethical and corrupt. It's sickening to me. It is absolutely sickening. And you know, and meanwhile, we're looking at how many millions of people that are dying from this. I mean, they got this jab out here. Look at these numbers from our soldiers that they're trying to cover up because they're corrupt and they just can't get do enough, you know, commit enough crimes. These guys are getting. I mean, we see cancer skyrocketing, nervous system diseases skyrocketing, health, heart and circulatory diseases skyrocketing. These guys, this is, this is unbelievable what's happening. And these corrupt scumbags and these agencies and in these companies have, have been willing to sell out everything, including the American people, the soldiers that have protected them and allowed them to do. These are the lowest of the low. I, I don't know how they live with themselves. I'm going to give you two figures and see what you know about this. Um, Mike Adams, uh, I think it was late December when Mike wrote this, he talked about uh, CEOs from life insurance companies. I think there were two. And they said that we're paying out life insurance indemnities, you know, claims for death, and we're seeing like a spike of 100,000 deaths above expected each month. And then I talked to Celeste Solom. I actually interviewed her. She used to be with FEMA and was in some of these planning meetings that will scare the hair off your legs. And she said, Dave, it's closer to 300000 She said some of the life insurance companies are in bed with the government, and they won't tell you the true figures. And and uh, she said, I expect that they're now going to do a backroom deal to compensate them. Um, what do you know about this, about the, the death curve being way above expected? And it's attributed often to the vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only thing that's changed, right? You see the skyrocketing deaths. Now, they're covering it up everywhere they can. But, you know, I would remind our elected officials any sort of backroom deal that they want to do, 
we got a whole bunch of data. It's everywhere, and it's going to be shared, and there's nothing you can do about it. So when you're doing this, you just remember it's an election season, and I look forward to seeing you at the polls because we're going after it. Um, we're going after it hard, and we've got everything. We don't, I don't, you know what? If I didn't get another piece of information tomorrow, uh, ever again, I got more than enough information right now to, to, to make sure everybody knows exactly what's going on. And it, what's best is I've shared that information all over the country with all sorts of people on my teams. They all know what it is. They all know where it's at. And they're all doing what, what they need to do to make sure that it can be brought to the, to the attention of the American public. So, you know, um, yeah, it's coming out. You guys, might, you, you're best off getting ahead of this rather than behind it. Well, it's, it's people are risking their lives by staying in the realm of ignorance. Um, I, I want to walk you down a slightly different path that you and I have never discussed. And I'm going to give you an example in the federal government and ask you how close these regulatory agencies are to this model. The Federal Reserve model, people think it's federal, and it's not federal. Uh, they are given power um, back in 1913 from Congress to control the national banking system, uh, and they set interest rates, decide how much money is printed, and so forth. And I won't go through all their powers, but but they are a private corporation. They hold stock. They make profits um, as a result of their work. They charge a usury fee, you know, to have the money printed and so forth. So I mean, it's a huge, huge scam on the public money. And so what I'm wondering. Um, are these regulatory agencies like the CDC and the FDA and the NIH, are these organizations organized the same way where they're profit-oriented because they're not really part of the government? They just get to operate with delegated government power? Well, so it depends on the agency, and, and you know, and, I, and I'm familiar with the Fed and how they're structured. You know, um, so, I mean, you see things like the CDC Foundation, which is a separate private entity, um, it, but works in conjunction with the CDC. And you see certain special pet laws. Um, you know, it just depends. Like I said, PDUFA, uh, Prescription Drug User Fee Act, basically what that does is that allows pharmaceutical companies to buy off the FDA to approve their stuff faster. Um, and, you know, you don't have to do that, but if you really want to get it approved within the next 99 years, you'd better. So they all know how to play the game. They have to buy it off if they want to get it done. So it really just depends, right? I mean, you know, Anthony Fauci controls a, a ton of the grants. So the science always comes out the way he wants it to because all of the studies are done in a way that, you know, I mean, listen, if you want to, if you want to cheat in a, a scientific study, yeah, it's not that hard to do because very few people are going to see it. I mean, how many people understand it? And then, you know, we, we see this throughout COVID, right? We see all these peer-reviewed, quote-unquote, studies that say whatever Anthony Fauci wants them to say because he's a crook. And uh, you look at them, and they're sloppy. The data's done poor and analyzed poorly. Everything about it's terrible. But they come out that way. And then no one questions it because they know that if they question it, they won't get the next grant for the next study. So everybody's just, they're, they're buying everybody's silence because Fauci controls all the grant money. I mean, there's not much in the way of private foundation grants available to most people in the country. So that's how they control it. So when you look at this, the, the corruption that exists, exists in various places depending on the, or, the, the bureaucratic, you know, alphabet soup that you're talking about, right? Uh, you know, FDA's got its bit. You know, uh, you know, banking has its bed. I mean, it's just all over the place, and it just depends. But ultimately, the problem is, is the entire bureaucratic state is in one way or another corrupt, yeah. and it we we were never meant to be a bureaucracy. You know, I mean, our republic is, was designed specifically to ensure accountability to the people, and how do you have accountability to the people? If you have a bureaucrat, a bureaucrat that can't be fired because they have constitutional protections for their job, 
and isn't elected. I mean, it, it's it's sick. We got to get. We've got to reform the, the the bureaucratic nature of our nation if we want to continue to stand. Okay, I've got a follow up on this. Um, I've published this on my website. The, the CDC owns the patent on Ebola and. Hello? Oh, yes, and it, it, they control the royalties uh, ranging from treatment. Now, here's I did some research on this, Tom, and, and this is something, that I, and and I think it's important to, to bear this out because this is about agency corruption. Hello? Oh, yeah, can you hear me, Tom? Hello? Tom, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Oh, okay, all are. right. I think we did a cutout here. Um, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what, what happened. I'm glad we didn't drop it all together. Um, there, there's something I researched years ago in about 2014, thereabouts, and I discovered the CDC owns the patent on Ebola. But I did some further research on this, and you can't own a patent on a virus uh, in, in less, uh, well, there has to be a 30% variance in the original. And in other words, uh, there has to be 70% um, consistency, but 30% change as a minimum standard right. to own the patent. And um, as I looked at this, and, and I also found that they control the royalties on the treatment for this. Um, are you aware of this? So I know that they're they're doing gain of function work on Ebola, which yeah, I mean you know that's worked so well for coronavirus. Why wouldn't we want to do it on Ebola too? Um, you know, but in terms of the precise ownership and things like that, no, I was not aware. Okay, I'll dig this up and send it to you. But this is um, this is undeniable. Um, and uh, th- there was something else that occurred at the same time, and not to go too conspiratorial, but this is documented. Crucell Laboratories, and they scrubbed everything off a website, but I have the hard copies. Um, they claimed in 2010 that they had a vaccine for Ebola. And um, this this uh, concerned me as well, too, because why wasn't this made widespread news? And they did it in conjunction with the CDC. I didn't think their data was strong. As you know, I've taught research at the university level, undergrad and graduate. And uh, and so I know the process pretty well. And I wasn't impressed with their numbers. They actually published their numbers, you know, N equals this and here. But they did meet the level of confidence, you know, at uh, 0.95. And so I looked at this and I said, this is really significant. Why isn't this out there in the public? Why don't? Why isn't ABC talking about this? So I have that too, and I'll send that to you. That that to me was really surprising. And you said gain of function with Ebola. Back in 2011, I've documented that Anthony Fauci said that uh, Ebola is hemorrhagic fever. And then I found yep. other research that said if you combine this with smallpox, it would exacerbate the spread. And the rumors out of China right now that's what's loose. It's not pure. Yep. Uh, it's not pure uh, coronavirus. It's uh, hemorrhagic fever. But my sources tell me it's hemorrhagic fever plus smallpox, and it got out early. It wasn't supposed to get out. They didn't want to ruin the Olympics, and it looks like they've done enough containment. But this is now loose. I mean, what's your general reaction to what I'm telling you? Well, nausea. But beyond that. Um, unfortunately, I'm not, you know, I mean, I've heard some of some of what you're saying. You know, we know that there was an outbreak over in China, something nasty uh, related to hemorrhagic fever. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, listen, if Fauci and his crew are real excited to keep experimenting with these things and make more and more trillions of dollars and destroy the, the world population in the process, you know, destroy our economy, destroy this, destroy that, I mean, this is why the next thing that has to occur is the Nuremberg trials. This okay, is a that's where I want to go next. Yeah. And that's what has to happen. Yes. See, right now, so I got intel all over the place right now. God bless these people who have courage to talk to me about what's happening. Washington right now is trying to figure out how to sweep coronavirus under the rug and, uh, you know, just get your yearly update on the vax and don't, don't look anymore. We don't need to talk about COVID anymore. It's going to go away. That's the goal. If we allow that to happen without people going to jail, we're doomed. We're doomed. There needs to be the light of truth 
shined, shined on this globally. We cannot let this go. This is akin to letting World War II go. So, oops, yeah, you know, just a few million dead people. It's okay. Who cares? You know, um, you cannot allow that. There has to be justice. And justice has to be done properly. These people have to be held accountable. We need full and transparent trials with true discovery where we're able to find out who did what, who knew what, and when did they know it. There is zero question what's happened here. Fauci created this in conjunction with EcoHealth Alliance over in China and uh, and with others, by the way. And we've got info on that as well. And uh, they created the problem, and then they supposedly created the cure. And uh, it just so happens that the cure was worse than the problem. But we either hold these people accountable or get ready for a hell of a ride over the next couple decades because it's going to go south real quick. Wow. Um, What's being done to bring this to the attention of anyone who could do anything about it? Is there anyone that can do anything about it? Yeah, there there certainly is. Um, You know, I don't know how many people listen to your show, but uh, that's the start. Um, you know, we the people are the ones that have to do this. We have to demand this. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody wants to say who are the people that can make this happen. The truckers, that's who. The people who drive the trains, the people who fly the airplanes, the people who deliver the groceries, the people who grow the groceries. You want to know who can make this happen? That's who. Uh, if we're waiting for some crook in Washington to do it, you're going to have a long wait, long wait. So we either we the people either stand up and do this for ourselves, or it just isn't going to happen. So uh, I, that's why everybody on this, you got to you got to get active, and you got to force accountability, and and you got to share this info. Tom, tell me. Um is citizen grand juries an approach people can use? Because I don't see the courts cooperating with this process. So, you know, in different states, there are procedures, and we're, we're about to leverage this. We're going to, you know, request some grand juries be convened to deal with some of this stuff. There are state laws that allow that in certain places, and I like that. Um, I will tell you that, you know, I'm of the opinion that I don't think that we're going to get anywhere by uh, trying to create something outside of the system that doesn't exist right now um, because there's not enough people to support that. If you could get, you know, 300 million Americans to agree that we have to hold trials, well, you know, that's what Nuremberg was. Nuremberg was the citizen grand jury of its time, right? But you you, you got to get there. Right, we got to get there. We get, and the way that we get there is we got to uncover the dirt. We got to make people aware, and help enough people to realize that they've been poisoned, and have a very high likelihood of developing cancer, heart attacks, strokes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and dying. Uh, that you know we can actually get people to do something. At that point, you know, then then we can. I don't even you know you can call it a citizens grand jury. You can call it a you know, constitutional court. I've heard all sorts of things, you know, but that's what Nuremberg was. Nuremberg was the people of the world came together and said, you know, we've had enough. We're done. Um, these people are going to be held accountable. There was no statute in place that created Nuremberg prior to its creation. There was no anything. It just, you know, the people of the world said this was not acceptable and could never happen again. And that's what has to happen again. Is And I think it happens, to me, the way that this happens is the truth has to be out there and has to become mainstream enough that we have enough people demanding it, that, that our politicians and our leaders are forced to do it. Um, that's the only way that I, yeah, we the people have to take our power back and force those that represent us to actually do that job. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We, what we really need to have happen. Well, let me back up. I think the first step is if, could you make those states available that you're aware of that have these legal procedures in place? And I will incorporate that in some of the things that I publish. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, keep an eye 
Uh, we're going to we're going to have an announcement on that this week. Um, okay. Actually, um, uh, I got a, a buddy of mine who is going to institute uh, just that. Um, and uh, do you know who Dr. Henry Ely is? No, I don't. Okay, well, uh, Dr. Henry Ely. Um, How do you spell his last name? E A L Y. He's a good guy, a real good guy, and he's been doing a lot of work on this. And uh, I really support the idea of him, you know, trying to push this forward. So, okay. um, you know, I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, what I know, though, is that there is an awful lot of reason to put an awful lot of people in jail. Yeah, I, I, and, I agree. Uh, you just, I agree. And, and I'll tell you, when you're looking at motive, um, yeah. l- let me just give you this before we close, because I don't want people to walk out of here thinking I'm totally nuts. Maybe I am, but not on this. The... Human Ebola virus species and comp- uh, compositions. The patent is CA two seven four one five two three A one, and I have the inventors here: Towner, Corner, Roland, Kazizak, and Towner is the main applicant plus five more. And this is on behalf of the CDC. <laughs> okay, so and, and I'm, I'm looking at the document. So, Tom, this I, I think it's important that we know what we're dealing. We're doing dealing with institutionalized profit motives that are willing to cross any lines to accomplish their goals. Well, and remember, I mean, it's not hard for them to find a partner when you've got when you've given this information about how to take this advanced technology and implement it to a country that hates our guts, China. I mean, yeah. They've got. They they also have the the you know the easy path to doing this. So they're, everywhere they're, you look, there's corruption. Well, Tom, there's something else we need to cover for we bit ado, and it's it's this. Um, I, I know that you're dealing with people that probably don't have a lot of money and aren't paying you a seven figure retainer or two thousand dollars <laughs> an hour. Okay, I the, Tom, I know from talking to you, this life. is true. And, and for talking to CJ, I know this is all true. So clearly, you've. I, I hope you have something set up where you can accept donations. We do. So along, with, if you go to rents-law.com, we have a give, send, go there, and we do ask for support. You know, if everybody gives ten bucks a month, you know that that that'll take care of it. And here's the thing. Um, I've committed two years of my life to fighting freedom, fighting corruption and for freedom. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. I just want to stop bad guys and see them held accountable. And after I win COVID, because we're going to win COVID, and I may not be the guy dancing in the end zone, but I've worked pretty hard for two years. And after this one's done, we're coming for the rest of them. I'm not stopping. I'm done with the corruption. My kids deserve a better country than this. So the more money I got, the more goes into this fight. The more I can do, the more I'm going to fight. And we're going to keep doing it forever until we're free. So support us, please, at rents-law.com. There's a link to our Give, Send, Go. And then also uh, you can follow us on Getter, at Tom Renz, or on CloudHub, uh, at Renz Law. And uh, I just I can't thank you enough for, for you know, I, you, anybody listening to this, for, for the support that's allowed me to fight these bad guys, because I don't think that I could have sat for two years. Well, I know I couldn't. I didn't. I just started fighting. I couldn't. I can't watch this. It's not acceptable. Yeah. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, Tom did not ask me to help raise money for him when we came on here. I want to make sure everybody knows this was totally the brainchild of Dave Hodges because you know we all know how expensive the courts are. Tom, about ten seconds to answer. What did you do when you had a normal life? Oh man. I, I, it's hard to remember. It's been so long. Okay, but I, all right. Uh, we got to leave it at that. Boys and the dogs. <laughs> I yeah. love it. That's and normal law. <laughs> contracts and parking tickets and trusts and wills. Anyway, <laughs> Tom, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. You're one of my heroes, and I look forward to having you back on as, as developments happen. Yeah, bless you, Dave. Thank you for all that you do, and thank all your listeners. Please you. support Dave. Get his show out there. All right. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Talk soon. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.